Hello and welcome back to the Radio FC podcast. It's been a while, but we're back with episode five. On episode five, we have a catch up with Charlie with news from around the club. We also have some news in regards to the league season and where the Combine Counties have decided to go from here. And we also take a trip back in time with part one of an interview with Mark Ensley and Rhys Williams. So we're back with episode five and it's been a while and quite obviously it's because it's been uh, another section of time where we're in lockdown and we've got no football to talk about. And it really is the point of this podcast, to be fair, that we get to talk about Red OFC and the games that are coming up, the games that have just been. And sadly, we still got none to talk about. But I do have Charlie with me as usual. Charlie, how are you? I'm not too bad, Dom. Yourself? Yeah, good. Been keeping busy with work and bits and bobs. What about yourself? How's the family doing? Yeah, not too bad, mate. We've uh, I've been working throughout. Um, obviously, we've uh, we've had a new baby to contend with, uh, which has been fun and tiring at times. But um, yes, it's been good. Uh, <laughs> yeah. it, it's sort of been a blessing in some ways to not have football and stuff to go to because obviously I'm at home. Uh, after work and at the weekends um, to to help with the with the little one, you know. Yeah, Didi. I mean, um, this past week, I know you've had quite a lot going on at home with decorating and God knows what else with flat pack galore, and uh, it's not something you can do when you've uh, got to tie your time up, tie your time up with football as well. So uh, no, that's quite understandable. Well. Um, we did have a, a bit of a chat a few weeks back about what we should do podcast-wise because it did seem a bit of a shame that we didn't have much to talk about and uh, we did come up between the two of us with the idea that we should do a sort of walk down memory lane as it were and get a couple of ex-players in who had played a decent number of, of games for the club who um, could give us a good story or two and that is something that we uh, did come up with with Mark Ensley and uh, Reese Williams and uh, that was was going to be an interview but we decided that it would be more of a sort of casual chat and see where it go um, you know where the memories would lead and it, it was quite good wasn't it Charlie? Yeah, it's great. It's always great to catch up with uh, with Enzo and, and Reese. Um, always, always got some stories, a good laugh. Um, two two Red Hill men through and through, really. And um, yeah, so it's good to see them. Indeed, um, and we've got part one of that particular po- uh, that p- particular um, interview come conversation, as it were, coming up shortly. But we uh, will look at some Red Hill FC news, as it were. Um, not that much has happened, but uh, do we know how the team's doing? I mean, uh, are they have they been set any sort of training regime whilst they're on lockdown to sort of keep fit? Uh, is that something that, that, that the club has looked into? Um, I wouldn't say uh, the club has. I mean, they're they're all young um, and and fit and healthy healthy boys you know and they they've they look after themselves really well i know there's a lot of them that do do 5 5k's 10k's and and stuff like that so um i'm sure they'll all be fit and raring to go uh, whenever we can get back to playing well that was certainly the case after the last lockdown that that they hit the ground running as it were so i you know hold faith that that is definitely going to be the case this time around um and i'm guessing personnel wise we're st- we're still the same uh, we've still got the same boys involved after all this time yeah i think i think um it's the same squad i think i think all the boys are hungry i think they're excited to get back and, and playing you know and um yeah it's it's uh 
it's just the same squad um, having banter on the on the WhatsApp groups. Um, so yeah, looking forward to seeing everyone. Well, that's good. I saw a tweet the other day that uh, we were after a friendly uh, on the third uh, of April. Has that uh, come to any fruition? Uh, yeah, I think we I think we're going to uh, have Guildford City down at, at the Brow um, on the third. So uh, that'll be a good test. I think Guildford are still in the um, in the FA Vars, which uh, is continuing, I believe from the 10th of April. So um, it'll be a good workout for both both clubs. Obviously, I think Guildford was the last game we played, wasn't it, in the in the uh, Surrey Cup, um, which was a, it was a good game. So um, I know they've got a new manager. Um, so they'll be looking to hit the ground running, being in the third yeah, round proper yeah. of ours. So, yeah, it should be, should be a good game to get back to. It certainly will do. It's just unfortunate, of course, that... Uh, whilst lockdown rules are easing, they've they won't have eased far enough at that point to allow supporters in, which is, you know, it's a shame. But I guess that's the way it's got to be. I think I, I forget the actual date in May, but um, it'll be mid-May some at some point that that uh, that we can start inviting supporters back into the ground. Um, it's a shame, but I guess that's just the way it's got to be. Yeah, it is unfortunate. Obviously, it'd be great to see people back at back at the ground and supporting the boys and uh, and also for them to get out of the house and do something with their Saturdays. But uh, yeah, unfortunately, as it is, we, that won't be the case for now. But but hopefully, come August, um, everything back to normal, uh, touch wood, and we can all get back to normal lives and watching, watching football. Well, exactly. You know, it um, can't come soon enough from my perspective, to be fair. Um, my Saturdays just have not been the same for far too long. But what can you do? What can you do? You just got to go with the flow. Um, one other piece of news that isn't sort of, uh, I guess, directly uh, attached to the club was I did spot Harrison, our manager, on uh, another podcast this week on the Unorthodox Coaching podcast, which. I thought was fantastic to be fair. It was a, it was a good listen. Uh, and for those who don't know of Harrison's uh, previous managerial experiences uh, before turning up at Red Hill, as it were, it, it gives a very good insight into the experiences that he's had uh, and indeed where his um, ambitions lie. Uh, what did you think of it? I think he's a traitor, mate, for not coming on, for going on a different podcast. To be honest, no, I'm, I'm, I'm joking. No, it was a great. It it, it was great to uh, it was great to listen to actually. A good great story. Um, how he went into the women's game and, and stuff like that. It was uh, it was interesting to listen to. So um, if if, so, if people haven't heard, uh, listened to it, it might be worth having a listen to. It. Indeed, indeed. Um, to be fair, we are for uh, all for supporting other podcasts that are of interest, and uh, it, it is a good listen. Uh, it is the Unorthodox Coaching Podcast, and I think theirs was their fifth episode as well, from what I can remember. But it's there. You can go and search it and have a listen. Um, and um, good luck to those guys over there on that particular podcast. Um, coming back to our own, of course... Earlier we said that we've got Mark Ensley and uh, Reese Williams on for this chat. Now, we had looked into doing this a few weeks back and we were going to put this out um, a couple of weeks back as well, to be fair. But um, as was the nature of this particular chat, it did go on a bit and uh, we decided that it would be good to split this in two. Um, and it also gave me a chance to try and sort out a tiny bit of a sound issue with Mark's sound, which um, I will apologise in advance if I haven't corrected it uh perfectly but i did give it a good try i'm not a sound technician um so it, i we're not entirely sure what it was but there was a bit of a noise a bit of a hiss a bit of an echo behind what mark was saying at times and i i think i've done a a fairly decent job of getting rid of it but hey ho it is what it is and uh, we're not going to let it spoil this particular section of the podcast so here is part one of the interview uh, come conversation with mark ensley and reese williams
Mark, how are you? Yeah, I'm fine, thank you, gentlemen. Yeah, thank you, Dominic. And and Reese, how are you, sir? Yeah, hanging on in there, Dom. Thanks, all good. Good stuff. Yeah, lockdown hair and all of that. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> well, there's nothing wrong with that because you know we're all kind of looking a bit shabby at the edges. So hey ho, it just goes with oh, yeah. the goes with the territory, doesn't it? Um, Mark, well, you've you've played a vast number of games for the club. Uh, how many was it? It was over four hundred, I guess. Yes, I, I, I don't know the exact number to, to be honest, but it was over it was around the four forty, four fifty ish, I think. I, I don't know. Um, somebody had, might have the stats out there, but yeah, it's over. It's definitely in the four hundreds. Do you remember your debut? I, I've been trying to think of it. I, I, I remember it was 1987 season when the, in the London Spartan. For some reason, Waltham uh, Abbey keeps uh, picking up in my mind. I'm not sure if that's correct, but we, they were certainly in our league, um, as were a few of the other local clubs, Princeton Casuals, um, Chesant. But uh, Waltham Abbey just rings a bell I, 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 I don't know somebody who has a bit more knowledge or whatever a bit more um, memorabilia might be able to tell me I have lofts in the in the that's right I have, I have my programs in the lot so I don't want to go in there and dig them all out but I can't tell you to be exact right well, Waltham Abbey certainly were in the league. I mean, one of, I don't know quite what it is about myself, but I've got very much a, a photographic memory, even from, from when I was a kid. And Waltham Abbey is, uh, were in our league at that, that point when you played. Um, I've only probably ever been there maybe two, three times. but And this is going back to the 80s when I was no more than sort of anywhere between 10 and 15 years old. But I always remember their ground was on the right-hand side of a flyover that used to go over top of the M23 on the right-hand side... Uh, M25, sorry, uh, on the right-hand side there. Um, and it's been years since we've played there. So it's, there's every chance that was your first game. Who knows? Who knows? And, but... Uh, Obviously, a nil-nil draw or something. That's that exciting. I have looked into it. I know we finished seventh in the league that year, so we did okay. Crinton Casuals were bottom. They finished bottom. Blimey! Hasn't won the league, but there's some old clubs in there that are still still going. Some aren't, unfortunately, anymore. But but yeah, I think we had a reasonable season. And Reese. You've notched up about 250-odd games for the club uh, through the the first team and, and reserves. Uh, do you remember your uh, uh, debut and when was it? When, when did you join the club? Yeah, so I joined, I think it was 89-90 season, something like that. Um, my first game, I'd spent a lot of time in the reserves and on the bench. And we had a Friday night cup game, which I was on the bench for away to three bridges. Um, which was, I can't remember, one, one of those cups, R-U-R cup or <laughs> something like that. Um, and I can't remember who got injured. Somebody got injured and I came on after about 15, 20 minutes and uh, had to slot in, at, I think, at the left back or something. And uh, that was the game. We lost the game 2-1. It was a good game. We were Division 2 at the time. They were riding high in uh, in County 1. Um and we gave them a go, but we, and it was, I remember it was a, a pretty big crowd, you know, because they, they'd brought the game forward to the Friday night. So lots of people turned up. There's, I think, three or 400 there. Um, so, yeah, great experience, great, quite nervous. Uh, first moment, ball over my head, facing the goalkeeper with the ball up around my throat. And uh, I don't think I've ever forgotten that, but I managed to not concede an own goal or anything. But uh, no, it was, yeah, yeah the first of a, I sort of rotated off that bench quite a lot, really. The old splinters in the backside were you know, <laughs> developed good calluses in those, those areas. Oh. Say, but, uh, well, talking of yeah, all good, uh, talking of goals, be own goals uh, at zero. Did you actually net at the right end of the pitch? Uh, occasionally, yeah, not not that many. Um, I remember, I think I got about seven or eight in my hundred and something appearances for the first team. I got a few more for the reserves. I remember scoring in a cup game at Chipstead in a league game at Bosham. I got one at home. I can't remember who that was against, but uh, yeah, got got a few, but not not as many as I may have done in the reserves, largely because I probably played more in the defence. I 
I thought I was a midfielder, but uh, generally got in the side as a fullback. So uh, uh, wasn't the, the enthusiastic overlapper. <laughs> so the manager had other I was going to say the manager had other ideas about your position. <laughs> yes, left back in the changing room was usually my fullback position, but uh, uh, it was what it was. So, Mark, how many did you uh, uh, pop up with goal-wise? Do you reckon? Not as many as I should have done, um, really, for, especially when I was playing midfield. Um, I think I like to invent. I invented the Macaulay role, really. I think I was more of a holding <laughs> midfielder. Um, but I, I think the, the goal that I remember the most was in the cup final. So I'd, I only got the big important goals. So uh, um, when we played away to Hastings in the uh, second leg of the uh, Southern Fudlet Cup, I think it was called, uh, we played. The, Gil- the egg fried rice yeah, the end, wasn't it? The egg fried rice. Gilbert yeah. rice in we were, the time, I think. We were playing Hastings, I think might have been in the Ryman Premier or Richmond Premier, however it was called. We lost the first game 1-0 at home and uh, the odds were stacked against us. But, uh, we we went down there and uh, well, we, we won 2-1. Uh, I scored the second goal. Uh, took the game into extra time and it remained 2-1. We won the, won the cup on away goals. Um, which was which was a fantastic achievement. Um, and it was quite nice that their manager came into our change room. I remember after the game they had a crate of champagne. They were that confident of winning, and he just uh, he brought that, the crate of champagne into our changing rooms and uh, and what just gave it. It was just yeah, it was uh, very gracious of that, yeah. That's fantastic. That 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 that's well. That's highly unusual in many respects, but that was just fantastic. That was uh, such an accolade to get, really. Yeah, it was. You don't get too many cup finals, or we didn't. We didn't until, but uh, you do remember the ones you're at. And I think the goal I scored as well was quite a was quite a good goal. If I say so myself, and Nigel Smith chipped the ball. I ran through the through the midfield. Keeper came out, went round the goalkeeper, and and slotted it into an empty net. So it was quite a quite a spectacular goal. Good for the cameras. Unfortunately, there's no Sky Sky TV there at the time. <laughs> Black and white cameras, mate. Black and white. <laughs> Blimey. You're making out like we're going back into the dark ages, dear Reese. That's that's incredible. No. They were they were great halcyon days, Don, mate. They were brilliant days. And no, that was a that was a massive win, wasn't it? I I was uh, in cricket terms, did not bat, but I was on the bench for the away one and uh um it was a yeah, they were miles uh, higher than us in terms of status and uh it was a really, really good win. I think it went to extra time, Ange, yes, didn't yeah, it? Did, yes, we, to, yeah. we won it in extra time, and uh, no, I think it was in our in our era probably the biggest achievement, um, without a shadow a shadow of a doubt that the, that we achieved. So, who was the manager at the time? That was Ken Ireland. Yeah, Ken had come from. Uh, he had been involved at Sutton United, and uh, he he that would have been. I think that was his second season that I was there. Probably his third season. He came in at the end of the season before I joined the club. Um, but he was a great character and made a big difference to us, I think. Well, that was obviously a hugely memorable game there in the uh, Gilbert Rice final. Um, but what uh, other games have there been that just will stick in your memory for years to come? Go on, Ench. You've got, you've got a couple of classics, haven't you, I think? <laughs> well, I've, I've, I've got one, one from before. The season before Ken, we had the manager was Ted Arnold, and we'd uh, it was an FA Cup match. We uh, the second qualifying round, we drew away to Folkestone, who were in the same league as uh, Hastings in the, in the Visa Premier, or Ishmael Premier, whatever it was called at the time. And uh, I, d- I do remember it was a big occasion for us. We'd all get, or the club had organised the coach. I remember that I think we met at Red Hill at around about ten o'clock in the morning. Um, Got on the coach, and we were down for a three o'clock kickoff on a on a Saturday afternoon. We got down to um, Folkestone for about eleven thirty, far too early. I think we'd we'd arranged to to go to a restaurant and have a bite to eat, but we we arrived at Folkestone at eleven thirty, and so it was. What do we do now? So the coach drove us to the seafront. It was a fun fair, so we all got off, and we all went on the fun fair. So. We, and we just to kill it with the time on the big, the, 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 on the on the bumper cars and 
some of us got a bit hungry, so we're eating burgers and drink. So the, the plans went out the window a little bit. It was all, <laughs> but um, so, and then just it was just to kill a bit of time. I remember it was just it was quite bizarre. Then we went. We, we had our pre-match meal. Went to the game, and uh, again it was a we, we, fantastic result. We we drew one all um, and earned a replay back at uh, Kiln Brow, and um, I think the game itself at Kiln Brow was probably more memorable for myself, um, purely because it was my first um, red card, and <laughs> well, not particularly proud. It was there was the stories that happened, and then there's still a little bit on social media if you dig in it, but um, the Folkestone ended up with, they had three players sent off, and Redhill had one oh, player wow. sent off. Self, but, Good uh, Lord. Um, we lost the game 1-0, um, and, I, and I, I remember there was, there was a, a bit of a shenanigans going on by the, by the touch, so I was the nearest Redhill player, and, and a guy called uh, Paul Taylor was getting a little bit jostled and a little bit of pushing and argy-bargy was going on and I just I just went up to a, a Folkestone player and just persuaded him not to be involved and pulled him away rather aggressively and, um, and more wrestling more wrestling manoeuvres were going on then and, uh, <laughs> uh, and then the, the, and I remember the um, the then skipper Brian Medlicott he, he, he's going to enter enter just Move away, get into the crowd. So we all, they all, all the players huddled around me. So I was in the middle because the referee couldn't actually see which Red Hill player it was and whose number was what. So, so unfortunately, well, the linesman saw it all and then um, called for number eight. Where is number eight? And I was in the middle of all the other Red Hill players all surrounding me. So, so I had to come through oh. the through the crowd and I got sent off. And then two and the same little glory two. Folkestone player, so three of us were sent off in one go, and uh, wow. towards the end of the game, they had another player sent off. But I, the reason why I remember it so much for that, for that instance, after the game, shower change, came home, and I, it was the days of teletext, and I just got home, put the TV on, put the teletext on, to see what other games were on, etc., the result that's happening, and, um, and I just saw the headline: three off in cut match, and. Uh, I thought, I wonder what that is then. And I switched to the, under the headline, switched to it, and then it was, it just, it was a, a little article of the Red Hill versus Folkestone match, and they, they had my name in there. Uh, <laughs> I made the teletext. The following, the following day, I had, a, I had a little break planned away for three or four days. So I went to, um, went to Gatwick Airport in the morning to, just to get, yeah, I just had a pre-planned little break. And... Um, Got to the, bought a few papers as you do, and I, I, I just opened the papers by paper, looked on the inside back, and again, players sent off in cut match, and there was the Folkestone players' names of mine now, we're in the national papers. <laughs> so, Fame at last. I, yeah, I've, I've got the papers still in the loft. So, that was my little claim to fame, yes, yeah. That's crazy. So. Brilliant. Oh, it's it's amazing how you know something like that will just uh, end up in the papers. Whereas a fantastic performance by yourself in any particular game hardly gets a mention in the Surrey Mirror. <laughs> 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 so, but oh dear me, that's one to one to show the grandkids in years to come. Yes, yeah, yeah. There's a couple of other games, but yeah, that's sort of the. My first memorable game, I think. Wow, that's that's crazy though. I mean, what what turned out, what, what what started out like the jolly boys outing from Holy Fools and Horses turned into <laughs> an absolute farce by the end of it. Well, but absolutely, <laughs> uh, it, was a, it was a decent sized crowd. I remember at, uh, at Red Hurst, three to four hundred possibly, and there and the Folkestone supporters, they they gave us quite a hard time, an aggressive time when we were at Folkestone, and they travelled quite well. And um, I do recall there was there was police at the game just acting as stewards because of the, the, the number of supporters there and just acting as some sort of not that the, the Red Hill have got a balmy army or anything but just a sort of um, <laughs> a deterrent I think <laughs> but yeah yeah that's just unreal absolutely unreal. 
So another FA Cup game that must have been very memorable was against uh, one of the biggest teams in our locality, I guess, being Crawley Town. Rich, do you want to... Yeah, that was... Uh, sorry, Ensco. No, no, go on, Rich. You, you can tell this one. Go on. All right. No, no, no worries. No, it was... Uh, yeah, it was a good... We had quite a good run. I think we, we had a, a quite an amusing game or a, an amusing incident in our replay. We beat Hailsham in the round before drew down, down there and then got them back at our place and, and, and uh, beat them 1-0. And in the in the goal celebration, I think it was, I've got to get this right, I think it was Clackers scored it and Phil Lever in celebrating did the big knee slide to, to sort of into the big pile of bodies that were celebrating the goal. And uh, everybody got up and started jogging back to the halfway line ready to go, go again uh, as, as the as the game restarted, and Clackers is still lying there in a heap, and Lever had broke his ribs with his knees, <laughs> so he got, he scored and was out for about eight weeks afterwards, which is a bit of a catastrophe for him. But uh, ouch! But now that, uh, we we went through, and that was that was right. That was the big draw. We drew we drew Crawley at home, who uh, again, I mean, they were was yeah high level high level non league. Uh, yeah, I can't remember what league they would have been, but yeah, the, the sort of Southern Premier League, whatever that would have been, similar to Hastings' ends, wouldn't it have been the same league as them, I think. Um, but they had they had a hell of a, a cast in their team. Ian Chatfield, who was a good mate of ours and, and had played a high level, was playing for them at, at the top of his career at that point, having come out as a youth player at Chelsea. But they had um, several ex-professionals, including John Byrne, uh, the, um, the Republic of Ireland international, I think it was Gavin Geddes, who played for Brighton, Raphael Mead, who played for for Arsenal, John Crumplin, who played for Brian. So it was a bit of a a, a cast of uh, all stars that we were up against, and uh, we we did really well. We lost one nil. Um, disappointing for me because I'd been given a hint I was going to start that game, but again ended up bench warming on the, <laughs> on the Saturday. But got on again reasonably early. It was just either just before half time or just after half time. So I got a, a fair fair bit of football, but we. We conceded in the first five minutes to their first attack. And although we were pretty much up against it, we had an unbelievable chance. Trevor Hooper had a great chance right at the end to equalise and take us down down there in the midweek. But sadly, wasn't to be. But yeah, massive, you know, unusual for us. But I think it was 900 plus a thousand there. And um, we had to arrive a little bit earlier. There was a lot of car parking arrangements to be sorted out and uh, the logistics of the game. But yeah, brilliant occasion. Really, really uh, great to play in a in a massive game like that. And uh, as I say, we gave a pretty good account of ourselves again. And uh, wouldn't say we were unlucky to lose, but we we could easily have got the replay potentially, which would have I know been uh, financially very good for the club at the time as well. Must admit, I'm struggling to remember uh, what sort of year that would have been. I mean, was that early '90s, mid '90s? Um, what was it? That would have been. Oh, that was after Ken. That would have been. I mean, Peter Debt was the manager then. So 93 ish, ninety five ish, maybe. Yeah, 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 maybe. Yeah. Wow. Well, as we know, I mean, Crawley have had a huge rise since that particular game um, back in the mid nineties there. But I guess at the time they must have been a good three leagues above us, maybe even four. And, you know, having that challenge where a team has obviously got the quality to play at that kind of level um, and come away with a loss, you, you've still got to be able to hold your head high and, and, and be proud of exactly what you've done. And uh, another thing that, you know, uh, is quite abundantly clear to me when that sort of thing happens, like when we played Sutton, uh, a couple of seasons back and when we played Leatherhead this season is that in actual fact we do have some pretty good players um, and I guess that was also the case um, with you guys back in the mid-90s. We had a good side and we I think over the years I played there and I'm sure Mark was there a little bit longer than me started a bit before I started mm. we, we sort of finished together but we always had good players and, and um, you know Ricky Kidder would be a a player that was was you know he'd played a lot higher than us and was a, he was sort of coming to the end of his his days and he played for us and was a real influence and uh, we had you know some really good players Nigel Smith was an ex pro that played in, I think Mark mentioned him in the cup final game and uh, he'd been at uh, Brentford and, and Cambridge United and I remember we always used to come up against very good players the level was high um, and we 
always had had a nucleus of local lads, but we'd always have sort of a good set of, of boys from a little bit further afield mm. that would uh, buy into the club culture and 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 and, a, and add value in terms of their quality. So um, no, we we it was interesting. I remember Pete Pete Bedette, the manager at the time, talking about you know some some people's opportunity to play a little bit higher is dependent on a little bit of good fortune. Mm. And uh, and so on our day, we you know he was saying we've got a chance. We just got to turn up and play and be the best we can be. And you never know. And it, it sort of was true. We had to hang on in there, but um, we had the character to do that. And we then managed to you know very nearly pull it off and get a draw. But uh, be like the cup final with Hastings. Really, we had we had players that were capable, and uh, and we could step up. And um, you know it was it, 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 it was some good players over the time we we played for sure. I would say the uh, the Crawley game is probably the biggest game the club's probably apart from in a in competitive game maybe the uh, Palace testimon- the testimonials and stuff but in a competitive game oh, I went to the Crawley game it was a great great day um, and uh, I would say it's probably the biggest game that Kiln Browse probably hosted in, in a competitive game um, it was it was like being at a real football you know I was only probably 10 myself uh, uh, I'm a Crawley boy and I was actually there supporting Crawley, but uh, <laughs> the, the Causeway pub was packed out and it was like they had a real good big feel to it. You know, it was a, it was a, it was a really good day. Uh, as we said, Gavin Geddes played for Crawley. He's a good, good friend of mine now, actually. He scored, he scored the only goal. Um, like, like we said, really early. Um, but it was a really competitive game, actually. Mm-hmm. Obviously, as we said, um, you know, they defended well, had to defend well at times. Um, but yeah, it was, it was, I remember that game really well. Yeah, sadly, I don't remember it at all because it was it was right in that pocket of time where I'd... Um, my own history with the club is that I, I followed the club um, with my dad from, I guess I was about the age of about seven, eight onwards, somewhere in around 83 and then when I got to the age of like 18, 19, uh, I wanted to go and watch my big team because my mum and dad allowed me to, as it were. You know, you can go off and watch West Ham by yourself, that kind of thing. Um, uh, so I kind of, unfortunately, that was a period of time where I missed. So I know I didn't get to witness that. So it's great to hear back the, 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 the kind of glory games that the club has had. Um, yeah. But I'm hoping that the club will have many more. I mean, we, we had a glory game not so long ago with the Leatherhead game, which was fantastic from uh, from our perspective, beating them 3-2. Uh, well, what's now two, three months back, I guess. But um, hopefully there'll be many more like it. Um, so do you remember any of the other games, uh, Charlie, that uh, these two lads will have played in? Um. I remember watching them when I was a kid because I lived in Crawley, but my dad lived in, in Red Hill. So I used to go to Crawley and Red Hill. Um, I, I don't really remember memorable games, but I remember watching Mark Reese, um, that Steve Turner. Uh, was it John Holman? Yeah, Johnny Holman. It was a high jumper, yeah. wasn't he? John, yeah. John Holman. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And Commonwealth like, like Games, recent... high jumper. <clears throat> yeah. Auckland Commonwealth Games is... Brilliant, brilliant high jumper as well as a good footballer, yeah. Good player, yeah, he's a good player, wasn't he? Yeah. He was, um, yeah. And chat and obviously chats in goal and yeah, some good days. And I remember um I remember when Reese and Mark were ma- managing the first team as well, because I think my my brother, uh my brothers and and their little mates, they they sort of become uh, they become like fans of the club and they used to stand behind the goal. I think they used to sing Luke jo- Luke, Luke Jones's name, I, I think it was. <laughs> Yeah, um, and yeah, I used to used to go along and watch watch the old game with them. Uh, it was quite quite good fun actually. Um, I remember when they went to, I took them down to. I think you two have just got the sack. <laughs> Sorry to bring it. Sorry to bring it up. <laughs> yeah. Another memorable occasion that one, Charlie. Yeah, really enjoyed that. Was that, was that after sure. your brothers and that was singing for our head? Get them out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, we dropped Luke Jones that day, obviously. <laughs> no, but I actually think um, I, I think the game after was Hailsham, maybe Hailsham away. And I took it down there, and I think they were having a bit of a protest against Andy Wheeler because you've got the sack. I, I think 
I'm pretty sure that was that was true actually, which was uh, quite fun. <laughs> he wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> he would have been painting the goalposts or something back at the club. <laughs> Yeah. Very important job they tended to do most Saturdays when we were away from home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There we go. Not not to say I'm bitter and twisted or anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good Lord. Well, after what uh, ended in hilarity with the uh, memorable games there, it moves us nicely on to uh, finding out if there was any funny things that happened away from the pitch, any hilarity that we didn't get to know about as uh, as fans of the club. Um, things that happened behind closed doors, maybe. Um, and uh, I'm looking in your direction, Reese. You're a bit of a storyteller. Come on, you must have something funny to tell us. There's, there's a, there have been a few. We've had some good, good experiences. Uh, a, a trip to Germany was really, really fun. Um, but uh, a player that went on that trip, I think, um, a lad called Jim Donnelly, good player, left footer, played as a young player at Chelsea. And uh, at, at the time he was playing, his dad was the steward at Monotype. And um, we'd played a game the Saturday before Christmas and were due to be playing on Boxing Day. I think away from home again that the the other game was away and uh, Mark was driving actually it was Mark myself probably Geddes and uh, Ricky Geddes and, and Jim in the car and we're driving back and we've decided that we're going to go for a pint uh, up at the Monotype Club and as, as we're pulling up Honey, Honeycrop Lane just coming up to the bus stop Jim sort of said, stop the car stop the car so um, Ben's pulls over what's the matter what, what, what do you want to stop for He's got out, he's got his football bag and he's stuffed it in the bin at the bus stop. And you know, what, are you, what are you doing, Jim? He said, well, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm going out. I'm not, I'm not going to go home and I'm not going to lose my stuff. And the bin men won't come over Christmas, will they? So I'm going to leave my bag here and you can pick me up on the way to the game on, the, on Boxing Day and we'll get it then. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. We, we, it was a very cold winter <laughs> Period. And he's, he's, we've come back, or well, gone, gone to the game, and, and, and picked him up. Stopped at the at the bin, got his kit, <laughs> and and then continued to the game, which uh, I think got called off. Ends. I can't remember. I think it did get called yeah, off. It was frost, quite frosty, yeah. but yeah, he, he sort of emptied his. As we got, we were sort of there, and like his towel was in there. It was sort of damp <laughs> from the. Uh, from the uh, from the previous weekend, but you could stand it up now. He's just sort of completely frozen. Uh, but yeah, hilarious. Jim was a great lad, and uh, I always remember Jim. Uh, like we, we when we went to Germany, actually, we stayed in. Uh, they'd offered us sort of accommodation to share with members of the club that we were the guests of. Rheinzheim was the club, and uh, we would rather stay together, so we chose <laughs> not to. And they put us up in basically what was a building site. It was a half built. Um, um, like uh, their, their new clubhouse was being built, basically. So we all uh, we all we all plotted up in there, and I always remember there was you know, Jim Jim cleaning his teeth with beer and stuff like that because we I think all the taps had been plumbed in <laughs> at that point. And I do I, an image for you, but I do remember us all uh, going down for a shall we say, a number two in the morning and they hadn't put the cubicles in. So there was a row of people having a Tom Tit <laughs> open plan house, basically, <laughs> which, was, uh, which was quite funny. And uh, we did get a shower, but it was in the old clubhouse ends. And I think you've got a story about that as well, haven't you, mate? That was, uh, that was quite funny. Yeah, the, the clubhouse, the new clubhouse <laughs> was over the other side, was on, say, the halfway line, the old clubhouse and social club was behind the goal. So we had to go in the mornings or whatever, from the new the building, the new building into the old clubhouse and have a shower there, which was fine. Um, and outside their new, well, their old clubhouse was their social club. And there was a patio, they had a bar just the side of it and a patio. And when we went there, it was, it was a really, it was a very hot weekend. Easter weekend, and, mate, wasn't it? It was Easter weekend. Oh no, it was May, May weekend, May bank holiday weekend. Yeah, so we're all in there just, get ourselves cleaned up because we were going to go to town or and um i remember finish it was myself and uh, a guy called ian williams really we were the last two in the shower so we, we'd come out of the shower and uh, got into the changing area and, and i said to 
where's our clothes? And he said, I don't know, mine have gone as well. And all we could see was the other lads, they've, they've run, they've run back to, the, to, the, to our dig, to the new clubhouse, they've taken, they've stolen our clothes. So we've got to try and get out of the clubhouse, and to get out of the clubhouse, you've then got to walk through their patio where they've got people outside drinking, and it's lunchtime, they're having a, and all their families out there having a drink and socialising. And we, myself and Ian, yeah. we're Towelless, by the way. Towelless, we, weren't you? No towel. And then we, didn't, we didn't have a towel. We Bag had the towels. nothing. <laughs> Luckily, <laughs> what he said, we could, it's a building, it was still a bit of a building site. He said, we went round the back, and we're, we're naked. We're, we went round the back, nobody could see us. And there was a load of bollards. So we, we picked these bollards up. So we put one on the front of us and one on the back behind us to, to, to sort of hide our modesty. And we had to walk through the patio where everyone was having a drink with these German people, having a drink so sizing. There's just the two of us walked through their patio and their bar naked with just the two bollards. It was just morning, morning, and just walked straight through them. They were very polite. It's just, just bizarre. Oh, it's classic. I do think that the, 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 our hosts... They supplied us with so much alcohol, free. They just kept delivering us crates of beer. I think it was their ploy to win the game because we were due to play on the Sunday. It was a Sunday afternoon. We were due to play, and I just, they just gave us untold quantities of alcohol. Um, and just, I remember we went into the town. <laughs> I think it was on the Saturday, and there was posters up of Red Hill versus the, 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 our hosts, and we were in this particular bar and. I remember this guy came up to us and said, you're English. He said, yeah, yeah. And he'd been, he was working in the town. He said, you can't lose the game tomorrow. You can't lose it. He said, he's working in Germany. There's, there's going to be a big crowd here. You, you. And we got chatting to him. We got very social. But he then started supplying us with drinks as well. It was just, <laughs> it was just the hospitality was, was fantastic from all areas. It was just, everyone was supplying us with alcohol. I remember going up to toss the coat with a referee and we exchanged pendants as, as, as a captain and the referee said to me, he said, he said, remember English? I said, yeah, yeah. He said, I'll talk in English where I can. He said, remember, this is a friendly, you do not tackle like the English. I said, no, okay. <laughs> 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 I don't think we took any notice of him. We just no, went no, out no. as we played. But uh, we won 2 1, I believe. I think yeah. It was 2-1, wasn't it? I think. Remarkably, because we, it, we, it had been a very, very wet couple of days. And I think I remember we, it was an early flight, wasn't it? We, we, we had a drink at, at Gatwick. And it was like a six, one of those sort of six o'clock, 6 30 in the morning drinks <laughs> right to getting a 7 45, 8 o'clock flight. <laughs> and I remember when we arrived, I can't exactly remember where we flew to ends. Can you remember? It was Frankfurt. Frankfurt, yeah. But we, we had three in three different bars before we got out of the airport <laughs> at Frankfurt and then went to some sort of... Um, Took us to a monastery. Monastery, they yeah. Like, they had this alcohol. proper they strong steins, massive great steins of beer. And we just kept going and we kept going. And, and then we trained the next day and we were an absolute catastrophe. And we, we watched them train that afternoon <laughs> and thought... Bugger me, we're in trouble here because they were quite good, weren't they? And uh, but we we did, we played well, we 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 won the game and uh, had a wonderful weekend. Went to uh, watch Carl's v Dynamo Dresden, didn't we? And uh, that was a good experience as well. Uh, went to, went to a game. They took us to a game. Yeah, it was a great great weekend and uh, um, you know real good laugh. And we did reciprocate. And they came back, I think, the season after. I can't remember what year that would have been either, but mid-ish 90s again. Um, maybe 96-ish, something like that. But then they came back the following season and played us there, there too, which was brilliant. So were tours abroad uh, quite a big thing back then? Because these days it doesn't really seem to happen for clubs of Red Hill's level, as it were. No, it wasn't really. It was a it was a one off special that one. Um, we didn't. I don't recall us doing anything other than that. You know, um, even like in in England, we we, we generally uh, 
would finish the season and that would be us. But uh, no, that was, I think Pete Bedette arranged it. He had a friend over there and he was uh, able to sort of uh, make something happen. And it was, yeah, it was a, it was a great, great laugh and a great experience. Uh, good set of guys. Um, yeah, really, really fun. And uh, trying to remember whether it was, I think Bedette may not have been the manager. Probably it was when Ray Purvis was the manager, actually. So may have been a little bit earlier than I said, but uh, yeah, Ray because Ray, the picture I, I showed you earlier, Ray Purvis was uh, in that. He was player manager at the time and uh, and Pete was his assistant. I'm sure Pete arranged it. <laughs> well, for the <laughs> just uh, going back to that photo that you showed us earlier, this is prior to the recording of the podcast. There was a photo that was shared with Charlie, uh, um, uh, Mark and uh, myself, from the tour which sadly we can't share with <laughs> the listening public because well, the viewing um, public maybe yeah. yes well the viewing public either to be fair because <laughs> it would need to be censored and not for the reason you'd imagine either <laughs> no, brilliant brilliant Well, that was part one of the interview with uh, Mark Ensley and Reese Williams, and it's always good to go down the trip, uh, down memory lane with uh, with these guys. The the stories that they're coming out with is brilliant, and we are really looking forward to part two, which we should be able to give you in a couple of weeks' time. Um, so, Charlie, uh, the Combine Counties League, um, I don't think there's been an actual full-on ratification from the FA that the season is over, but we know it's over, don't we? Yeah, I think uh, the season's been cut short, null and void. I'm not too sure what the actual wording is, but um, yeah, the league season's definitely over. Um, The League Cup, I believe, will still be taking place. Um, That'll be in a midweek, I would imagine on a Tuesday evening. Obviously, we have um, Westside in the next round. so hopefully that can go ahead and we can hopefully carry on a you know a good form of where we were don't, don't even know how long ago it was um and yeah and then obviously <laughs> the um the uh, the cup competition that the, the league wants to run during the weekends uh, for clubs that are willing to participate so they're calling this the Fripp Smith Trophy, um, which I do believe uh, has been an open entry to all the clubs in the Combine Counties League's Premier and um, Division One. Do we know how many teams have taken up on the offer? Um, I think there's 23. I think I saw a tweet from, or maybe an email from the league um, recently. I think there might have been 24. I think maybe one team's pulled out so I think we're at 23 now which isn't a bad number really I don't think No, it's, uh, but that's fairly decent do we know how they're going to set this up? I, I think it's sort of a, a group stages of uh, three groups of uh, six and a group of five um, the top two from each group uh, qualifies um, if I'm correct and go into quarterfinals semi-finals and the final which I think will be played by the end of May um, so it should it could become quite competitive uh, it should be good um, I'm guessing at this stage we don't know who's entered so we don't know uh, what the leagues uh, will look like in terms of teams and who will have to play um, but certainly something to look forward to and it'll give it'll give the boys um, in the team something to, to get their teeth into as it well boots into um and uh, keep things looking fresh until the end of the season as it were um before we can start again in august yeah obviously it's been a tough a tough couple of years really well, at least 18 months or a year or whatever it is now um and so the boys haven't played as much football as they would have liked and so it'll be good to, if we can play some games uh, going into the pre-season um, and then hopefully a good pre-season. And, and like I said earlier, hopefully we can kick on in August and hopefully there's no disruptions. Um, hopefully people are allowed to come in and watch the games and, and we can complete a full season, which we uh, obviously haven't done for, for two seasons now, which is a shame. 
Yeah, it's pretty crazy, isn't it, really? But, um, I, you know, one of the other things that I'm personally, and this isn't the club's view, um, I don't know what the club's view on this is, but personally I'm just a little bit disappointed that the Surrey Senior Cup has come to an end. Um, but, you know, it's, especially as we beaten Leatherhead and, uh, and we're pro- progressing nicely um, and could have potentially depending on how the other teams got on had Kingstonians next I mean that would have been fantastic but what can you do that's out of our hands I guess yeah unfortunately you know you, you, it's like it's like winning a FA Cup semi-final isn't it um, as a minnow and, and not being able to play in the final um, mm. it, it is a shame we've, we've you know, best result of the season, best result in a few years, definitely uh, for the club, and we we haven't been able to to see it out as such. Um, we could have had Kingstonians or a, maybe a local derby with South Park, which um, mm. which would have been great. But it is what it is. You know, it's um, it's a shame, but everyone's going through it, um, and hopefully next season um, we can we can do it again, go on another run in the Surrey Cup. Maybe even an FA Cup or a Vars run, that would be nice as well. It would be good. It would be good. Sod's Law might have something different to say, but it would be good. Hey ho, it is what it is. But uh, there we go. Well, I guess we'll just have to see what the rest of this season brings with the uh, um, the Fripp Smith Trophy and see how well we get on there. And of course, with the League Cup and um, just play it out as it comes and then go again next season. Fingers crossed that we can kick off next season in a, in a in you know a lot better shape. To be fair, because I mean, if you look back at the last two or three seasons, we've had quite slow starts to each season, and then suddenly two months in, it's kicked into gear. Whereas it would be lovely if this time round in August that it just kicks into gear straight away. And I've got every belief that it can do. Um, it would be good, wouldn't it? It'd be great, and uh, everyone's striving for that. You know. Um, Harrison and, and the management team and, and the players uh, will be desperate to get off to a good start and hopefully we can be at the right end um, challenging for a top six spot uh, minimum really well that's what we're hoping for it would be good well that's it for episode five uh, we will be back in a couple of weeks time with episode six whereby we will have the second part of the interview come conversation with uh, Mark Ensley and Reese Williams. Well, thank you again for your company, uh, Charlie. No worries, Dom. Thanks a lot, mate. Take care. And thank you to all our listeners too. It's great to have you on board. And talking about having you on board, if there is a subscribe button on the app that you're listening to us on, be it Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or quite whatever, do give it a click because it will let you know when our next podcast is live. And it'll be great to have you on board. We'll speak to you soon.